You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. In-depth conversations, matchup breakdown, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with Chris Mack and Josh Taylor. And welcome back in fourth down in the Steel City, officially getting ready for week one of the NFL season and the Steelers opening at home against the San Francisco 49ers. Still two and a half point underdogs. Are you kidding me? Two and a half point underdogs at home. One of a half dozen home dogs in the NFL in week one. Uh, The third lowest total, I think, week one in the NFL. 39 and a half points. Not expecting both defenses to dominate, but... Alongside Greg Finley, uh, who is pulling double duty today as Josh Taylor is out. Just a little bit of a scratch in the throat. Cobra Commander will be back uh, tomorrow or the next day to keep us moving towards kickoff on Sunday. Um, The numbers that Mike Tomlin ran by us, Greg, on how different the Niners offense was last year as compared to 2021 without Christian McCaffrey. 30 points per game with McCaffrey in the lineup. 20 points per game before McCaffrey was in the lineup, a 10-point swing, a a 50% swing in offensive production if you go by points per game. And clearly, that that's we didn't need Mike Tomlin to tell us, I guess, that that's the guy the defense's focus needs to be on. Maybe not totally shutting down, but definitely limiting as much as they can. Are you surprised that Raheem Mostert and Elijah Mitchell aren't putting up <laughs> 30 points a game like Christian McCaffrey is? I mean... Hmm. Yeah, how'd that, that happen? There's yeah, a that, reason why the 49ers made that trade, and it was because they were missing one piece, and it was a running back. And Christian McCaffrey was the running back that just changed their team completely. It used to be the George Kittle, Debo Samuel show. Now they got a three headed monster when Kittle is healthy of Debo McCaffrey and Kittle. So yeah. it, it doesn't, it does not surprise me at all that it's a 10 point difference at all. Well, what's interesting to me is that those are the three names, right? And we talked about Kittle earlier uh, and whether he's actually going to be available or not. In in talking about another guy who might not be available, Nick Bosa, I think Mike Tomlin came up with a new Tomlinism. We'll get to that in a couple minutes. But first, the serious side of what he had to say in talking about McCaffrey and Kittle and Debo. I think I don't know if he walked himself into this answer. See, here's the thing is. I refuse to believe that Mike Tomlin goes into these press conferences unprepared. Like I'm convinced he's workshopping things in the shower for days leading up to his press conferences, like (laughs) rubbing the head and shoulders into his hair and go iron sharpens iron Mm -hmm." (laughs) and just repeat and and practicing his good afternoon, you know, like just getting ready to, because you made a great point before we started the show. The guy is never without an answer, Greg. Never without an answer. No, he sounds like he's got a script in front of him for every single question Mm -hmm. that somebody can ask him. And he is 
There's no ums. There's no uh. He is ready and has a clear and concise answer every time. It's it's impressive. It's honestly impressive. Like the, the new Tomlinism he invented Tuesday, space winners. He called Nick Bosa a space winner. Or maybe it was McCaffrey. It doesn't matter who he was referring to <laughs> because I found myself sitting there, Greg, going, space winner. Is that someone who who wins in space? Is that someone who creates the space they need to win? Is that someone who can't win in tight quarters? They need to have space. <laughs> Did he come up with this on the fly? Did he, like I said earlier, workshop this in the shower this morning? Did he practice it with Kaya while they were sitting at dinner one night? Honey, what do you think? Is He's a space winner. Christian McCaffrey, a space winner. And she went, I, I, I like that one. Go with it. You know, I, I, I find myself wondering how he comes up with these things, but he space winner is the new one. He also I think it means I think it means the second one that he can he creates the space that he needs to to be efficient. Okay. He also went with the the paint with the broad brush today too. <laughs> we get one of those probably every week. <laughs> yeah, he was talking about they asked him about Larry Ogunjobi's status for this season as last year was uh, you know, injury ridden and mm-hmm. so he said I'm not ready to paint with a broad brush too uh put where he is for this year's team. Okay, that's fine. As long as when you have red paint, you paint the barn red, even if it's not with a broad brush. Yes, exactly. Another classic Mike Tomlinism. But I think there was a question that maybe he, he, he had to be prepared for this. Joe Rudder of the Trib asked him about the uh, flexibility we may see and how they use Desmond King, the second who they just acquired over the weekend or late last week. And King, when he met with the media yesterday, said, hey, you know, I, I think I'm going to play some in the at corner. I think I'm going to play some inside. I, they even talked about maybe some at safety. So they're thinking about using him all over the secondary. But in talking about that, I think Tomlin alluded to exactly what you need to watch for on Sunday. And I'm going to read it as close to word for word as I can. We have quality, depth, and capable people, Tomlin said. Week in and week out, we're going to be willing to mix and match in an effort to get the appropriate matchups and best mix of people on the field. That could could describe the strong safety position, the inside linebacker position. That could describe the nickel position. I think flexibility from a matchup perspective is really en vogue. If you're going to be excellent on defense, you better be mindful of matchups. If you're going to be excellent on defense, you better be mindful of matchups. And then he goes on. I think it's highlighted by my opening when I talked about dynamic players such as Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, and Debo Samuel. And the people you put on them are significant. That's going to be our story. So uh, he's telling you exactly what to watch for on Sunday afternoon. He's telling you to watch uh, the inside linebackers, Cole Holcomb, Elandon Roberts, Quan Alexander, 55-50-54. Watch how they handle McCaffrey. And or Samuel is they're moving out of the backfield or in motion. Watch Keanu Neal and Demonte KZ, 31 and 23. How do they handle Debo and Christian McCaffrey, whether they're lined up in the slot or coming in motion or out of the backfield? And at nickel, how do they handle, whether it's a nickelback handling George Kittle, whether it's Patrick Peterson or Shandon Sullivan, who lines up there? Is it, is it Kittle they're on, whether Kittle's healthy or not? Is it McCaffrey lined up in the slot, Samuel? Those three weapons are able to line up just about anywhere in the Niners' formations. And the Steelers are going to have to try and ensure that they've got the right pieces on those guys, whether it's their inside linebackers, 
who I think are a big upgrade over last year's inside linebackers, Greg, or the nickel or the strong safety, because if any of those guys fail to do their job at least once, all of a sudden it's Minka Fitzpatrick now having to come down from over the top and save the big plays from happening. And that's not what we want Minka doing. We want him sitting back there trying to ball hawk and cause turnovers. Exactly. Yeah. And I think Chris, Having a team like Baltimore in your division helps you prepare for a guy like Kittle because Mark Andrews is that kind of tight end. Mm -hmm. And so they know what they're dealing with. And if there is no Kittle, that's great news for the Steelers defense because now you don't have to focus on him. You're going to focus on McCaffrey and Debo. Take those two out of the game. Make somebody else beat you. If it's Brandon Ayuk or somebody else on this 49ers offense, because if they have Kittle, I think that – you got Minka Fitzpatrick always keeping an eye on Kittle because that's what he does. He is, you talk about the ball hawk safety, but they like to put him on the tight end because you don't want to get burned by Kittle. And whenever it's the Ravens, it was Mark Andrews. So I think that really helps them a lot that they have faced an offense like this where the tight end is a big deal like Kittle and Andrews. Yeah, and I'm curious how confident they are in some of those guys I just mentioned. Holcomb, Roberts, Alexander, Neil KZ and how much man coverage they can handle in the middle of the field. Are they going to line those guys up? Look, we've seen inside linebackers of the Steelers get burned by tight ends and man coverage for damn, since before you were born, it was happening, Greg, it's been happening for decades. And it's to the point now where I, every year I say, I, I, I get down on my knees at night saying prayers in the street, like um, praying for, Please, God, please let them find someone to cover a tight end this year. Please, that's all I ask. And look, without Kittle in the lineup, if that's the case, it's less to worry about. But let's not pretend like McCaffrey and Debo can't run routes like an accomplished tight end. They may exactly. stay in to block like a tight end, but they're certainly going to be out there running routes. And this comes back to, did they get the right guys at inside linebacker? Do they have the right guys at strong safety? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I mean, that that's a great question and it, it's a big question mark. I mean, we, we don't know because we haven't seen these guys all play together for 60 minutes. We've seen them play in the preseason and what we saw from them was really good. But yeah, you talk about the linebacker getting burned by the tight end. It reminds me of every time, Chris, they play the Patriots <sighs> cover Rob Gronkowski yes. and they never did. And I'm hoping and praying like you are that this is the year that they finally get somebody to cover the tight end. And if it's Minka Fitzpatrick, that's going to leave somebody else open now because you're taking him away from that ball hawk position. Now, all of a sudden you're opening things up on the outside, whether it's Debo going deep or Ayuk, like you mentioned, look, they got, they got a burner over there. Remember Ray Ray, Ray Ray's over there. Ray Ray McLeod will run deep. He might not catch the ball, but he'll run deep for you and he'll give you something to worry about on the edge. Right. So, look, they, they've, they've got the ability. And here's the thing that you mentioned about tight ends, and you, and you make a great point about Gronkowski and the, the Steelers getting burned by the Patriots for years. The immediate retort people will have to that in some cases is, what's Rob Gronkowski? It might be 
one of the best, if not the best tight ends in NFL history. But I would counter that George Kittle is, is no slouch. Even, even George Kittle at 80, 85% is probably still one of the five best tight ends in the league. Yeah. And so you're right. If all of a sudden, let's say Neil and KZ or Holcomb and Roberts or Alexander, depending on how much he plays, can't provide the coverage needed on those tight ends, backers and Debo coming out of the backfield or coming off the line, then it, it, it all comes back to how much are they going to have to ask Minka to do above and beyond reading a quarterback, reading the tight end if he's healthy, and then making a play on the ball because that's the difference here. And moreover, if if TJ Watt plays as we expect him to, if Cam Hayward plays as we expect him to, Alex Highsmith plays as we expect him to, well, now we're reducing the amount of time that Purdy has to make those decisions. And if Purdy's time to make those decisions is reduced and we're effectively taking care of coverage on those tight end and running back weapons – without having to enlist Minka from the back end, well, now it's just game over. It's like Minka's, Minka walks in having grown up playing Nintendo 64, and Purdy is back there with the little Atari joystick trying to, to play you know, Pitfall or whatever it is. It's a completely different game. It's like Minka whenever he faced Phillip Rivers on the Colts. Rivers just looked completely lost, didn't see Minka in the backfield ever, and would just keep throwing him the ball. And... So, yeah, you you bring up the blitz, too. Get to Brock Purdy. Do not let him get comfortable. The Steelers bring the pressure as much as anybody in the league. They they get to the quarterback with TJ, with Cam, with Highsmith. Make Purdy as uncomfortable as possible, and that eliminates everything because then he can't throw the ball. I mean, and if you cover uh, McCaffrey on these checkdowns, you're going to make Purdy throw these deep balls and make mistakes. I'm going to make another reference that you're probably too young to get. I'm sorry. But do you remember GoldenEye on N64? Yes, I do. Okay. So <laughs> do you remember whether it was you as the new player and everybody else in the room was experienced? Or once you became experienced at playing GoldenEye and you welcomed the new player into the group and, you know, you're in college or whatever it is, maybe high school for you, you're hanging out with buddies, you're playing Nintendo 64, you're playing GoldenEye and you ex you immediately know as you're watching the screen who the new person is because they've got the PP7, the little tiny pistol, and they're just running into a corner of the room and they don't know how to get out, right? And you are up on a balcony somewhere with a sniper rifle and you just, without them even knowing, just, and they're gone. That's Minka and Brock Purdy if the Steelers can get some pressure on Purdy this weekend. Minka will sit back there with the sniper rifle and he'll just, he'll just sight up Brock Purdy for about four rooms away. Purdy will be doing that thing, running in a circle with his head up in the air like this, and Mink will pew, bang. And they'll, I would hope, completely dissolve Purdy into that bleeding red screen and move on to the next game. All right. One That's last an unreal thing. analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Steelers defense against the Niners as Goldeneye, brought to you by fourth down in the Steel City. One more thing I wanted to touch on, and this could completely blow it up because it blew up a couple games for the Steelers last year. And it's the idea of forget McCaffrey catching the ball out of the backfield. Uh, forget the idea of Debo making, uh, maybe providing the punch on those jet sweep type runs that Shanahan likes to implement or throwing the ball downfield if Kittle's healthy, using the middle of the field through the air. It's the idea of this offensive line being better than a lot of people may want to give it credit for in San Francisco. Um, and Mike Tomlin, who worked with Chris Forrester, 
who's the O-line coach and run game coordinator, years ago in Tampa, talked him up to a great extent today. Talked about how he's a grizzled veteran. He's been through it. Um, they're going to block people. They're not going to leave people unblocked. Uh, they're going to be very technically sound. And so that's the one thing I do still have just a, a little bit of a concern about here is if they do everything right in coverage, this is still a game where because of the versatility of Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Juszczyk, Debo Samuel, if let's say Purdy isn't comfortable reading things the first few drives and the Niners just decide to block it up, right? And they decide to take a Montrevious Adams or a Keanu Benton or Larry Ogunjobi out of the game. And they start to get downhill, especially running inside against the Steelers inside linebackers. who again, we're not sure about yet. That's the one thing I worry about. All of a sudden this becomes a, a 17, 14 Niners win. Live and die by Christian McCaffrey is what it sounds like to me. And yeah. we, we, we pretty much expect that to be the game plan. He's, he's going to get the ball done. And so if the Steelers stop the run early, that's great. Make Brock Purdy throw the ball more. But if you, you don't stop the run early and they get into a rhythm, Chris, where McCaffrey's averaging five a carry, it's going to be a long day for this defense. Or even late in the game, Greg. Like, I worry about a situation where, let's say both teams have been playing it tight all afternoon, and we get in a 16-14 a kind of situation, and the Steelers have to get the ball back just so Kenny can get them in field goal range, maybe. And all of a sudden, we start to have flashbacks to last fall in the Patriots, right? Oh. And they can't get off the field because the Niners decide to go with, you know, seven offensive linemen and use check in the backfield in front of McCaffrey, and they're just ramming it down the Steelers' throats, and they can't stop it. I worry about that because great offense be damned, even if you think you've got a great offense, and that remains to be seen after the preseason and who they played against in the preseason. If it comes out there and it can't get the ball in its hands because your defense can't get off the field in a big situation, you're screwed. And that's how you end up losing a game 16 to 14 or losing a game like they did to the Patriots last year. Is it fair to put into account though, that it's a West coast team coming to the East coast and it's the first game of the season. I've thought about that. I've had some people tell me, ah, it's week one. It doesn't mean as much. I think it still means something. I think, you know, your body clock is still on 10 AM, right? You're out there warming up at 8 AM. I mean, they're professional athletes. They're going to get all the assistance they need in adjusting their body clocks to it being as close to 1 p.m. as possible. But I still buy into that, man. It's not easy to travel east. And look, Shanahan will have them prepared. The staff will have them prepared. But travel east, opening game, maybe a little bit of rust from not playing a lot in the preseason, maybe no Kittle, maybe no Bosa. Steelers first team offense scored a touchdown on every possession in the preseason. The defense forced a three and out on almost every possession in the preseason. Tell me again, Greg, how the Steelers are two and a half point dogs. Now that's what, that's what I'm getting at. I don't understand how that's possible. I think and if anything, it should be Steelers minus one Steelers minus two home team. It's week one. Mm -hmm. And Chris, there are so many unknowns for San Francisco right now. The Steelers, Tomlin put it out there right there. Everybody's healthy. We're good to go. Yeah. You have no unknowns with the Steelers. The 49ers, you have an unknown with your tight end. You have an unknown with Bosa. And you don't know what Brock Purdy is right now. You have no idea what Brock Purdy's showing up in week one. This, this makes no sense. It really doesn't. 
we'll see if it moves at all. Uh, the money line, if you're into betting and so inclined, has the Steelers at plus 120 the last I checked. So there you go. If you think they're going to win straight up, you can win a few extra bucks. And if you just want to take the points in case it ends up being one of those situations like I talked about where somebody wins 17 to 16 or 21 to 19, well, there you go. The Steelers are getting the points. We'll see how, how much sense it makes. And we'll continue to get you ready all week long for Steelers, Niners. Uh, let's see. Kyle Shanahan talks to the media out in Santa Clara, I believe, on Wednesday afternoon. So at some point, we'll react to what he had to say. We'll see if we can get some friends on from San Francisco as well. We'll try to get Josh's voice back. And uh, we'll be ready absolutely every single day to keep you ready. Make sure you rate review download and of course subscribe and follow however you get your podcast hopefully in your odyssey app hopefully on youtube as well to fourth down in the steel city